Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm so happy to be with you again today as we consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey, so I hope you're taking advantage of everything that we offer. You can subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast, and if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll get more from me and advance notice of things that are coming up. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out. In today's episode, I want to talk about gratitude again. I had a beautiful article come across my desk from Dr. Mercola, and I will put a link to the entire article in the show notes so you can have it for yourself so you can refer to it. But there were key points here that I wanted to be sure to mention from Dr. Joe Mercola's article. He says only one in three Americans report being very happy. More than half say that they're frustrated at work and nearly one in four experience no life enjoyment at all. He goes on to say that gratitude is a form of generosity as it involves extending something to another person, even if it's only a verbal affirmation of thanks. And generosity and happiness are neurally linked. If your happiness could use a boost, commit to cultivating an attitude of gratitude. It not only boosts life satisfaction, it also is the single best predictor of good relationships and benefits both sanity and physical health. So I wanted to go down here and get to some of the tips that he has because these are really a place that we have to put some of our attention when we have anxiety. We really need to uh, commit to cultivating an attitude of gratitude because we can benefit so much by these simple practices of of showing gratitude, of having gratitude, of feeling gratitude, it not only makes us feel better, but it makes us healthier. Gratitude produces measurable effects on a number of bodily systems, including beneficial effects on mood and pleasure-related neurotransmitters, reproductive and social bonding, hormones, cognition, blood pressure, and more. It lowers the stress hormone cortisol and the inflammatory cytokines, which are often elevated if you have chronic disease. So I want you to hear that. Gratitude, having an attitude of gratitude, this is something that can only come from within us. We can't take a pill for this. It has all of these effects on your mood, on your neurotransmitters, on your reproductive and bonding hormones, blood pressure, your cognition, and most importantly, 
For those of you who are listening, it lowers the stress hormone cortisol. And we talk about that all the time, that it is the cortisol and the adrenaline that is causing that ramped up feeling and all of those sensations that come from that, that keep us in that fear, adrenaline, fear loop. And so if we can really bring down this hormone, cortisol, we will be doing well. So Dr. Mercola goes on to say health benefits associated with gratitude include greater sense of pleasure, improved sleep, a higher likelihood of engaging in other healthy activities and self-care such as exercise. So here with anxiety, we begin to see how these things are all linked together, right? If we feel better about ourselves, if we have this attitude of gratitude, we are more likely to engage in self-care exercise. The attitude of gratitude gives a higher relationship satisfaction. Improved work performance. In one study, managers who expressed gratitude saw a 50% increase in their employees' performance. Now, I know there's a lot of business people out there and managers that are just thinking this is a great plan, and it's easy, and it's free, but it takes us being aware and conscious. Some of the other benefits are reduced stress and emotional distress, in part by improving emotional resiliency. And that is something that we learn when we are clearing our anxiety panic. One of the things that we learn is emotional resiliency. We learn to be with discomfort. We learn to be with challenges. We don't take them as dangerous and that we need to run away from them. Another benefit is enhanced well-being and improved mental health by triggering the release of antidepressant and mood-regulating chemicals such as serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, and oxytocin while inhibiting the cortisol. Okay, so this is the double whammy here. This is what we want. We want this. It's taking away our cortisol, which causes us so much distress, and it is giving us mood-regulating chemicals to make us feel better. So we really get a double dose of goodness here. Again, this is all happening from having gratitude. This isn't a magic potion by any means. It is coming from within you. Some of the other health benefits are improved heart health, reducing the likelihood of sudden death in patients with congestive heart failure, and coronary artery disease. So these are people who are really having very difficult chronic diseases that are improved by having an attitude of gratitude. Moving on here, it also, gratitude can reduce inflammation and pain, and it can improve immune function. Now, it's kind of interesting about the inflammation and pain because some of the very symptoms from anxiety, panic, 
that people talk about all the time, the sensations are that of pain, of inflammation. And so we again, we can see where that might be coming from. It is because we are not releasing our or triggering the release of our antidepressant mood-regulating chemicals, such as our serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine, along with the oxytocin. We are only releasing cortisol and adrenaline over and over again. And those are the things that cause us distress and inflammation and pain. And we're not getting any of those calming, healing chemicals. So Dr. Mercola goes on to talk now about how do you do this, right? He says, consistent practice pays dividends. If keeping a gratitude journal isn't your thing, don't despair. There are loads of other strategies that can help you build and strengthen your sense of gratitude. So while a gratitude diary is highly recommended, feel free to select one or more of the suggestions listed in the section below. And I'm going to read some of those to you right now, because I hear that a lot. People saying, well, the gratitude journal is probably not going to do it for me because I don't want to write. I had a bad experience with journaling. I'm not a writer. The list goes on and on. So I'm going to read to you some of these other suggestions that he has because they're just wonderful. First and foremost is keeping the gratitude journal. Second one that he has, though, is write thank you notes. When thanking someone who has done something for you, whether large or small, be specific, comment on the effort it has taken, and then the cost, and keep the focus on the other person. For example, thank you for bringing me my tea in bed. I really appreciate you getting up early each day. You're so thoughtful. The key to the effectiveness is to achieve some separation between the kind act and your expression. So Dr. Mercola goes on to say this year, make it a point to write thank you notes or letters in response to each gift or act of kindness, or simply as a show of gratitude for someone being in your life. The next one that he has listed is to say grace at every meal. Adopting the ritual of saying grace at every meal is a great way to flex your gratitude muscle on a daily basis and will also foster a deeper connection to your food. While this can be a perfect opportunity to honor a spiritual connection with the divine, you don't have to turn it into a religious speech if you don't want to. You could simply say, I am grateful for this food, and appreciate all the time and hard work that went into its production, transportation, and preparation. And I want to say that the act of mealtime, the act of eating, sitting down, and having a moment before we begin to eat, it can be something as overt as saying grace. It It could also just be a moment of silence and something that you do just within yourself. Maybe you are having a meal with business partners and, but you can still have that moment inside yourself where you are thankful and grateful for this meal. Food is a great opportunity for us to bring more awareness and mindfulness. As you have heard me say many times, it is the entryway 
quite often because we do it. Everybody does it. It's, it's the next thing after the breath. We can pay attention to the breath in our meditation to help bring us into the present moment. And another way that we can bring mindfulness into our daily life is with our meal time to use the trigger of the meal of the food to be grateful, to have a mindful breath. It is a wonderful way. And we get in the habit of it. You have many opportunities every day to have a conscious breath and a moment of gratitude. Another suggestion that Dr. Mercola has is to let go of negativity by changing your perception. He says disappointment, especially if you're frequently struggling with things not going your way, can be a major source of stress, which is known to have far-reaching effects on your health and longevity. In fact, centenarians overwhelmingly cite stress as the most important thing to avoid if you want to live a long and healthy life. Since stress is virtually unavoidable, the key is to develop and strengthen your ability to manage your stress so that it doesn't wear you down over time. Rather than dwelling on negative effects, most centenarians figured out how to let things go. And you can do that too. It takes practice though. It's a skill that must be honed daily or however often you're triggered. Now we talk about letting it go here quite often. And I think this is one of the things that we struggle with because we want to hold on to everything, solve everything, take care of everything, or find the certainty in everything, and we can't. So it is in this being able to let go of this stress. I love bringing to your attention again that we can't avoid stress. We don't want to have a life where there is nothing going on around us, where there is stress is uh, not only a part of life that we can never be without, but it actually is useful. It is part of how we grow. It's how we learn what we can do with and what we can do without. But we can't ever expect to have life not have stress in it, but we can learn how to live with it and how to let it go. Mercola says a foundational principle to let go of negativity is the realization that the way you feel has little to do with the event itself and everything to do with your perception of it. Wisdom of the ancients dictate that events are neither good nor bad in and of themselves. It is your belief about the event that upsets you, not the fact that it happened. And I can attest to this because I have had major things happen to me that back when I was struggling with anxiety and panic, I would have thought, well, you just curl up and die after that happens, don't you? Or you, you know, you just go to bed and pull the covers over your head because you can't deal with big things like that. But the reality is you get a choice when life happens, big or small events, It matters not. What matters is how we let it upset us, what we do with it. 
And Mercola goes on here to say, as noted by Ryan Holiday, the author of The Daily Stoic, the Stoics are saying, this happened to me is not the same as this happened to me and that's bad. Now I want you to hear that again. The Stoics are saying that this happened to me is one statement. This happened to me and that's bad is another statement. And you have a choice as to which one of those you're going to say. I remember having to make this choice. I had enough going on inside me that I knew I had a choice, which is huge in and of itself. Many of us walk around for years thinking we have no choice in how we're thinking. We're just going along in this flow of negative or fearful thinking but we do have a choice. And if you get nothing else out of this podcast today is to know you do have a choice. And it is this, you can say, this happened to me, or you can say, this happened to me and it's bad. It's a big decision, but it will change how you feel. Mercola goes on to say, another tip is to listen to your own advice. Another potent technique that can increase your positive to negative emotion ratio is to ask yourself, what would I recommend if this happened to someone else? And then follow your own advice. Another one is to be mindful of your nonverbal actions. Smiling and hugging are both ways of expressing gratitude, encouragement, excitement, empathy, and support. These physical actions also help strengthen your inner experience of positive emotions. So let's get going. Let's keep smiling and let's get hugging. I have a couple more tips here. Prayer and mindfulness meditation. We have covered that quite extensively here. Expressing thanks during prayer or meditation is another way to cultivate gratitude. Another tip that he has is to create a nightly gratitude ritual. One suggestion is to create a gratitude jar into which an entire family can add notes of gratitude on a daily basis. Another one is to embrace the idea of having enough. And I think this one personally is very important, especially if you are struggling with anxiety and panic because There is this fear that there will not be enough. There is a fear that we don't have everything we need. And when you can flip that around into the actual embracing of the idea that you have enough, you are enough, it really reduces that chase for the future enoughness, getting, getting, getting. So I would like you to really hone in on this one a little bit if you can. I would like to do a podcast in and of itself about this minimalistic lifestyle. It really can make a difference. We learn to buy less and appreciate more. And instead of trying to keep up with the Joneses, practice being grateful for the things that you already have and release yourself from the iron grip of advertising, which tells you, There is lack in your life. 
Gratitude can change our mental outlook. It can change our feeling of lack. It can change our fear. It can change our physical health. So I highly recommend that you take some of these tips, find one or two that kind of resonated with you and try them out. Give yourself a week or two weeks and try daily to be in more of an attitude of gratitude and see if you cannot find some relief. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to remind you that if you want more than what's offered here and more personal guidance, you might be ready for our group coaching membership program. It's a deeper dive into what you learn here on these episodes. Each month, you'll receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets sent in email. You'll also receive two live group coaching calls, which are recorded in case you can't attend. Those will help guide you through your challenges. And there's also a secret Facebook group for coach and community support every day, all month long. So if you're ready for more, go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. I'd love to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. Gratitude is so close to the bone of life, pure and true, that it instantly stops the rational mind and all its planning and plotting. And that's from Regina Sarah Ryan. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 